Hi everyone, welcome to Culturist Podcast, episode number 5. My name is Rajat and today we are discussing how to build a career through freelancing and marketing. Before we get into the topic, I want to quickly shout out to all of you for listening and tuning in. Thank you so much and I appreciate the love. In this episode, I am going to explain how freelancing is one of the most profitable ways to build a career. Whether you are a student, professional or a freelancer. This is helpful for anyone who wants to know a fresh new perspective on the topic, along with a few suggestions that are useful. I will take you through five different stages of getting started as a freelancer. After this, you'll know exactly what to do, where to go and how to build a career out of it. This is only for those who want to start from the bottom. Please understand this is going to be relevant in a couple of minutes. How do people do that thing? Um, Segway, you know? Transitioning from one topic to another smoothly, not like this, because this is awkward. Just imagine I did that, okay? Imagine I did a good segue. Now, let me talk about how everything is getting better these days. My health is better, my voice sounds better, and therefore, recording myself, editing and putting music on it was so much fun after a long time. It has been so many days. I am now back with a banger of an episode. I hope you guys like it. If you've paid any attention in the last few episodes, which I know you didn't, but if you did, you would understand more than those who didn't. However, if things are not sounding easy to understand, it is probably only because you have skipped a few episodes. Go back and listen to them. It's highly recommended because I've covered basics in them which are useful. Now, you might be asking, is it mandatory to listen to each and every episode, Rajit? No, absolutely not. But for that, you will have to know all the basics on your own. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's begin. I love that music, you know. Anyway, as the name of the episode suggests, freelancing is one of the three main career approaches, especially for marketing. Most of the people don't even get past jobs and it works very well for many of them. We saw that in the last episode, right? Now let's consider working as a freelancer. As you already know, 9 to 5 jobs are going down, especially in India. Right now, the unemployment is at all time high. It's been 3 years of the pandemic and jobs were dying even long before that. People are being forced to work from home or maybe look for other opportunities altogether. What happened in these days was that we experienced firsthand how greedy and disgustingly selfish the corporate world is. Many employees had been fired straight away. Many people faced up to 50% deductions in their salaries. Lastly, as soon as the lockdowns were lifted, companies did not waste a single week to call back the same employees they had fired and pushed away. They were calling people back immediately, even before the danger was completely gone, just because governments allowed it. These experiences actually pushed people to go for freelancing. Many people had always craved the freedom, so naturally, in these circumstances, they chose to become either freelancers or business owners. I think the only people who did not have any adverse effect of this pandemic were IT employees or maybe digital marketers, but only the experienced ones. I tell you, the freelancers and newcomers were still struggling just like any other industry. However, 
I am dead sure that the number of freelancers will double or maybe triple in the next 10 years. And please don't think that's happening because freelancers are reproducing freelancers. No, please grow up. I had a better job than that, but now it's ruined. <laughs> anyway, now, now that we have had enough time to settle down, uh, the COVID batch of MBA and PGDM is also on its way to excel at jobs as well as freelancing. Most of us here already know the difference between jobs and freelancing, right? I'll, I'll still explain once again, just to clarify it. In a job, you are depending on somebody else's business. They pay you a monthly salary and you work for them. That is the mainstream career, jobs, right? Being a business owner is quite the opposite of that. You start a business, you run the business with or without employees and then work for yourself. Being a freelancer, however, is almost like having best of the both worlds. You have the consistency of a work schedule and limited responsibilities that a job gives you, along with the freedom to work the way you like with or without direct supervision. That's an option of a business owner. So it is fun and exciting, exhausting, but immensely liberating. That's why I called it best of the both worlds. Still, very few people actually go for it. And when, I'm, when I say very few people, I mean less than 7 lakh Indians actually call themselves freelancers. Isn't that crazy? In a population such as ours with 135 crore people, only 7 lakh people consider freelancing as a proper career choice. Your brains must be firing up right now, right? Comparing population to the number of jobs versus the number of degree holders versus the potential freelancing opportunities. If you're doing that, please don't. Please don't think like that because it will ultimately disappoint you. Don't compare the numbers because it will deceive you. It's like comparing oranges to apples. Uh, if you think less number of people means less competition, then let me tell you, that's not true. I don't want to scare you off, but even though there are less number of freelancers than job-preferring professionals, the competition among them is actually higher. You see, consistency, updated knowledge, professionalism, personal branding, and organized way of approaching opportunities are some of the highlights of being a freelancer. In jobs, these things are rare, at least among the beginners. But as a freelancer, these qualities are absolutely necessary for you to even begin as a freelancer. That is the criteria to be a freelancer, which comes after years and years of practice at a corporate job. Ultimately, it's tougher. On top of that, you have to find your own clients, devise a plan to approach them, convert them and then deliver on it. it in simpler terms, you can say that you are your own brand in freelancing. Your name or your professional personal brand is everything. There is no external business structure that is going to help you. You even have to create your own contract between yourself and your client and you cannot just copy and paste it. Simplest things, but they become complex simply because you're on your own. No matter how lonely that sounds, but trust me, it's equally rewarding. All of these things are necessary and you must learn them as you go with action, with practice, with mistakes. I will explain five obstacles or maybe five phases 
in a freelancer's path, a beginner's path that will shed some light on the scene. Preparations. How do you prepare? Knowing your best skill, which is marketable, scalable and specifically your speciality should be the starting point, right? Choosing one specific skill to begin with is a better idea than having multiple skills. Because more often than not, choosing multiple skills actually backfires. First part of your preparation should be building a skill, developing your own style and making it unique and then practicing it. The second part of your preparation is it is going about scanning the market and then making yourself presentable, seeking the opportunities by dividing the market in your specific niche and choosing an industry which is best suitable for your skills, then focusing on growing within it. This will maximize your intensity and you will not diversify your resources. The third part of preparation is target, research and then approach. You have to take a list of all the prospects which can be converted into your clients. So these are just contacts. These contacts need to be segregated. You need to segment them and categorize them in different groups. What I like to do is I have three groups. The first one is individuals which can be independent artists, actors, influencers, proprietors, etc. The second group is businesses or companies which are small scale small businesses etc third one is big brands and international clients so this allows me to strategize differently for different clients because all of them to be honest with you have different priorities and i know strategies for one category will probably not work in the other you have to choose one or two most suitable medium of communications and then practice your best pitch through written as well as spoken way. The fourth part of your preparation is not mandatory, but it helps. You have to build your portfolio that is accessible to all, such as a website, a social media account, or some other freelancer networks. What are the freelancer networks? Freelancer.com, Upwork.com, Fiverr.com, Remote.com. There are so many. But the problem is that most of these platforms are crowded as hell, just like your ex. So what do you do? We seek the best possible way to reach as specific market as possible. This tiny little piece of information is going to help you everywhere. So please remember choosing new platforms or choosing new methods to reach out to your clients is better than using the previous or old ones. Now, how do you find out new strategies or new ways to reach out to your clients? You have to find where your market relevant clients spend most of their time. What industry do they belong to? And how you can reach them as organically as possible. What happens is sometimes entrepreneurs, founders, CEOs, CFOs, all these people spend most of their time on research or maybe social media or LinkedIn or any other platforms where they feel most comfortable. You have to find out which platforms they are using, where they are spending most of their time. There, your chances of getting into their radar is higher. So, there you go.
Now let's talk about the fifth and most important part of your preparation, which is funnels, aka sales funnels. Sales funnels are a basic necessity. So if you don't have a website, at least do have landing pages or uh, platforms like social media or uh, freelancing platforms where you can gather these people, where you can collect these leads and carry them over through the whole journey of transaction from leads to complete sales. Now what happens is every time you get in touch with someone, you have to educate them, right? So it is better to educate all of the people at once. How do you do that? You have to make sure that all of these people are getting in touch with you from at least one source or at one time. And it's very difficult to match that timing because everybody is busy, everybody is having their own free time. So you cannot have seminars and seminars all the time. So it is better to have a landing page or a portfolio where people gather together and the same kind of information is given to everyone. So it's generic, but it is specially created for your niche. That means you are already sorting the people out. So only those who are interested in your niche are going to get in touch with that platform and that uh, information. All the description is related to them. So they like it and they enroll themselves at that platform. You, you have created a lead. If you have taken any email address, any contact or any detail, which is uh, reusable. In that case, you can call them a lead. Okay. Now, once you have the lead, you can say that they are in the awareness phase, meaning uh, it's one of the four phases that are going to be in a sales funnel. Awareness phase is in which uh, you explain them how your services are needed. What is the market situation and how their situation can be better through your services. That is just awareness. You're not selling anything through this phase. You're just making them aware of your services and their needs of your services. Secondly, you have to generate interest. Now, how do you generate interest? Uh, firstly, you have to have qualities which are uh, the solutions for their problems. This can generate an interest or maybe you follow a particular uh, method, trend or culture that brings interest in their minds. The third phase is decision phase. In this decision phase, you have to answer all their questions, uh, get rid of all the doubts they might have about you or your uh, services. The fourth and last stage would be an action. Now, every sales funnel is required to have a call to action. And that is why you will always see the funnel is shaped like the first end being a bigger end where a number of people who are entering into the bigger end are very large. So your main intention by the end of it is to make sure every lead that you are getting into the funnel should be converted, but it is highly difficult. However, when you are converting from leads to a sale, it means it is going through the whole process of all these four uh, steps. And in that case, they are actually accurate and uh, consistent with your niche, with your market, with your qualities and with your skills. So it is going to remain with you for a longer time. So that's why sales funnels are required. In this action phase, you have to convince them to buy something, purchase book or subscribe for something which is going to directly complete your sale.
once you have sales funnels done you can say that you have prepared enough to start the journey of a freelancer yes this was only about preparation now i'll tell you there are two types of people as freelancers and the first one is those people who are working for people and organization that are willing to work uh, according to their principles morals values etc so they work uh, along with them and associate with them for a longer period of time and they do not look for immediate gratification or immediate money or uh, immediate returns so those freelancers are actually treating their freelancing as a business however there are some who are doing freelancing to survive their livelihood and for that purpose they have to charge them uh, in this case the people are more vulnerable so they might work for something less than what they deserve these are the two different types of people i'm talking about now once your preparation is complete you have to take an action which is the second phase take an action today you know what decide a client any client whatever uh, his background is whatever his worth is uh, you just have to decide that he is uh, in line with your industry and he requires your skills once you decide that one client write a cold email for him or her that cold email should be accurate based on research based on information that you have about them as well as about your own services this skill is going to be very useful uh, in future also because cold emails are going to be the main source of generating leads there are many others just like mailchimp and hubspot there are so many softwares which manage these email marketing campaigns now they help you with retargeting remarketing follow ups reminders etc now don't think that cold emails are the only way to generate leads that's not at all true but when you are doing cold emails you are actually doing email marketing what is email marketing so through emails when you communicate or influence your clients or prospects to start a relationship with you whether it is about beginning of the sale or just building up awareness whatever it is the initiation of a relationship between you and your client through an email is called as an email marketing campaign whether you call it a campaign or not it is a campaign in technical language how so every communication and every line of communication is considered as a technical step you do not make those steps by mistake every email that goes from you is a representation of your identity and what you stand for so if it is wrong the first email that you have shot to your client uh, it is going to remain with him for a long period of time and he is going to associate you with that email so please make sure that every email that you send is properly created curated and intended to be sent because once it is sent it is gone from your hands now how do these uh, hubspot and uh, mailchimp help you there are many other softwares as well but these are the two main ones uh, in western cultures hubspot is more you know user friendly it is considered i don't know why but in india i have only seen mailchimp and some of the new generations and the 
are uh, using Clavio, which is also good enough. But uh, Mailchimp is my favorite and uh, it gives you data for remarketing. It gives you data for follow-ups, reminders and all the necessary features in a very less price. So that's very useful. You can use that. After email marketing, there is another way to generate leads, which is social media. Now, particularly focus on LinkedIn because most of the professional leads that you're going to get are from LinkedIn only. Some of the social media channels such as Facebook and Instagram might give you some leads here and there, but they will not be as high in quality as LinkedIn leads. Additionally, what you can do is with social media, you can go for paid advertisements. Now paid advertisements are available not only on social media, but also on search engines and uh, uh, network platforms and mobile apps, games, etc. So you can utilize a, a variety of different advertisements to generate leads. They can be either in video formats, in graphic designs, or maybe text. Everything works as long as you're sticking to your script, your uh, mission, your vision, and what you want to convert from the sales funnel. If your industry is entertainment, I would suggest you to go for YouTube or maybe Instagram. Um, if your industry is IT or management related, then go for LinkedIn ads or Google ads. And if your industry is service or product re related, then you should go for hybrid marketing, which is all of it together. Now, the fourth way to get leads for freelancing is through freelancing platforms, as I told you before. Freelancing.com, Remote.com, Upwork, Fiverr, Behance, and there are so many more. Make sure your platform is your industry's standard. Right? Done. Now, let's move on to the third phase. Third phase is of practice. Practice your skills, your uh, unique style. Keep gathering as much as knowledge as possible. Then uh, practice your pitch, practice your delivery and practice the execution of your skills in advance. The fourth phase is your network is your network. So whatever money you're going to make, it will depend on how much uh, you network, how many people you know, which are influential, which are in your industry, which are teaching you, coaching you, and also getting you referrals. So that helps uh, immensely. My most of leads come either from my blogs and website or from my referrals. I hardly use any ads and it is beneficial to have bigger network, but make sure that in the, in the attempt to create your network big, you don't lose on the quality of people that you are getting in. Good. You can attend new seminars, you can meet new people, exchange visiting cards and make new connections even outside LinkedIn. Find common grounds to extend uh, collaboration efforts, maybe arrange some events or uh, do some projects together with other freelancers. This also gives you a new audience base and it helps you increase your own network. Now let's talk about the fifth and the last phase of freelancing. The last phase of freelancing is the same as a business. Follow-ups. 
to be precise timely follow-ups knowing the right people and knowing their window of communication is very important keeping an eye on their performance and where they are lacking will help you a long long way you can pitch yourself precisely where they need your help by understanding how their progress is going convince them that you can fill that gap where they are lagging behind in this way you can actually build a career out of it now go out there and hunt for opportunities everything that i could tell you about freelancing i have already explained and if you still have any other questions you can shoot them through social media reach out to me at culturesk and i'll be able to help you i'll see you guys in the next episode we'll be focusing on starting up a business in marketing in the next one thank you for sticking around and don't forget to support culturesk see you around stay safe peace